All right, you guys, welcome back. Once again, welcome to another episode of the Ball Never Lie podcast. As you guys already know by now, one half of your host, I'm the coach here. Look for man, what up? Yes, sir. We here once again, like we always say, we like to thank you guys first. Appreciate y'all for holding us down for the support. Without y'all, there wouldn't be no us here. Be able to do what we we love to do, man. We should talk hoop. We agree to disagree, man. So thank you to y'all, man. We appreciate all our, our day one listeners. To the new listeners out there, welcome as well. Let's get to it. Yeah, man, it's it's a lot going on around the league. You know, teams jumping up and down on the standings, all that. Trade deadline is, what, like nine days away, eight days away now. So there yep. could be some changes. There could be teams that stay exactly the same. But what's your overall feeling of the league right now? Like, what do you see MVP-wise, you know, champion-wise, all that shit? Like, what's your what's your thoughts right now on the NBA? Uh, just for the NBA season so far this year, I, I, I like the competition overall. Um, the Western Conference has been a little bit down overall, as we've seen, just by a lot of teams kind of bunched up after that after that one and two seed. But I kind of like it because now it just makes for a better ending towards the end. We get to see who's going to rise, be able to, um, to, to get to that finish line of the playoffs. I bet none of us, including myself, thought that Minnesota would be a, a seven seed right now and the Lakers would be a, a nine seed looking out right now at the top eight. But that's 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 why we watch the games. That's why they play the games. And then also, too, in the East, we've seen a jump as far as how how well they've been playing as far as their teams overall. Um, nobody would have told me Cleveland would have been a four seed right now going into February. So shout out to them and and, and just the, the overall talent that's that's just been on display. A lot of teams are stepping up. We've seen Toronto been able to, to step up and, and, and hold it down as far as the eight seed. We'll see if that continues, if they can make it into, into a play on, playing round or even a top six. I mean, it's possible. They're only about two and a half games out of out of sixth place from Brooklyn. So uh, I like it. I want to see if, if Brooklyn can can get it together and, and they should be able to stay above that, that six seed line as long as KD come back and everybody's healthy. But Again, this is why we play the games. I mean, we don't know for sure. This is nobody would have told me the Lakers have been a nine seed. I would have said you tripping. So again, I just like the the overall competition across the league that's going on. What what what, what, do, you, what do you like so far about the season? Or right, what's your take so far going into All Star break? I feel like, I mean, it's a good season, but we all know it's going to be a lot of teams that need this push, or a lot of teams that start to tank in a couple of days. Like you said, um, nobody expected Toronto to be here. I thought they would at least get another top 10 pick. Uh, Boston, super underwhelming. Atlanta, super underwhelming. Lakers, super underwhelming. There's some the Knicks teams, also. The Nick, yeah, Knicks. Um, the Wizards started super hot and now they're terrible. It's just, it's, it's so much chaos. But it's weird because usually the chaos happens with trades and injuries, but it's not even that. It's just teams don't hold leads. Teams are, you know, good comeback teams like the Clippers. Like, it's just chaos within the actual game this time, which is what it should be. But we're not used to this because we're used to, you know, moving pieces every five minutes. And it hasn't really been a big trade yet. 
So I think people are on the edge of their seat waiting, you know, for a Woj tweet or a Shams tweet that tells us what's going on. So, I mean, it's a good season, but I feel like the, the, the like, Big Bang is still to come. Like, it, I don't know. I don't feel like we, like, if we, like, let's say the season, you know, stopped right now. We we haven't even got, like, even though we're halfway through, I feel like we're not close to halfway through, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like there's way more to happen by the end of the season, like, or right before the playing tournament. I feel like there's going to be some type of big change. I don't know what it is. I don't know what team it is. I don't know what player it is. But I feel like something is, you know, it, it's like I can't put my finger on it, but it's it's right here. No, I definitely feel what you mean. Like, either – Rather, if it's a – and I don't want to be seen like the, the bear of bad news, but like a season-ending injury or injury can tilt different things. Like you said, uh, that, that yeah. Woj bomb, that trade could come from, from anywhere, anybody right now. And that's another thing, too. A lot of trade rumors and discussions have been been real mid lately. And, and I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I, I need something to happen fast. Yeah, but you know what? I seen um something that really made me um realize what we had. So there was a tweet that was basically saying like we're so used to teams not gelling and just moving them quickly. So like guys or teams don't even stay together for two years anymore. We're so accustomed to it. And I was like, damn, that's true. Like Usually it might be a couple of bench players that like move around, but now it's like the starting lineup isn't the same the year before the whole bench is re-rostered. Like we're just too used to change, which is, you know, that's in the world, but for basketball, it's kind of hard to, you know, catch a rhythm or we, we like, for example, now I know people are going to get mad, but like Westbrook, right. If he were to have two, three years on the Lakers, I'm pretty sure this would be a way better you know, a way better thing than a couple months, but everybody's already over it. And it's just like, that's just the new NBA. Like there is no time to jail. That is very true. But also as a fan, as just watching it, that's the beauty of it. I want to see what's going to happen because like you said, a lot of these people don't jail. They don't fit. And I think some of those teams in those situations, they see that window of opportunity closing or if they already have a short window, they got to pull the trigger. But then again, that also goes back to your front office and management from the beginning. Some of these teams are very top heavy or didn't bring in enough at a certain position to where they've got to be forced to pull that trigger, rather if it's because of, a, of an injury to a, to a player or maybe they just feel that long-term fit just won't work. Maybe they see it already before we do. So, yeah. but – that's that's definitely true though. A lot of times, because even even now we we're starting to see the rumors of how the Knicks want to give up Evan Fournier and and Kimba Walker. I wouldn't have gave Evan Fournier seventy eight mil to begin with, so I would make New York eat that up. I'm not taking on that contract, me personally, for no Evan Fournier. Yeah, you're gonna have to attach a young dude with that contract for me to take that. But shit, that's that's a lot of dudes, man. A lot of dudes ain't. Ain't deserve this money, but new NBA. But let's let's talk about our power rankings because, like like we said, we're halfway through. Most teams have played, you know, fifty odd games, so we kind of get a gist of what's going on. 
So for me, of course, the Suns are at number one, and I don't like that because <laughs> they're just not like I hate. It, they're like the Jazz, bro. I just hate the fact that. I mean, it, it might sound like hating, but I hate the fact that they're number one because we know they're not a number one team. Like, yeah, they went to the championship and they did well, but we all knew, like, once the Bucks wake up, it's over. And they got reverse swept. They were up 2-0 and lost the next four. Like, it's just, this is the same team. Cameron Payne is obviously worse. Bridges, I feel like, and we'll talk about, you know, trades and all that, but Bridges, I just feel like, he had it last year, and this year he got his money. And I'm not saying he, like, digressed because he got money, but it's just, like, his role is just confusing. Like, the centers are in and out the lineup, uh, Aiden and JaVel McGee. So it's like, especially when Aiden's out, I feel like Bridges should be the third scorer. But somehow, some way, he's not. Cam Johnson has stepped up a lot. So it's like he's now the third scorer, but Bridges has improved his game, so he should be higher. It just doesn't make sense to me. So that team is nasty. But they're number one. Um, I got the the Bulls obviously still at number two. They're still in my top five, even with injuries, because they find a way to win. Um, they do need a trade, but we'll talk about that again later. Uh, Sixers at three, Memphis at four, uh, Golden State at five. I got the Heat at six, Cleveland at seven, Utah at um. I'm sorry, Dallas at eight, Utah at nine. And then for the 10, I got the Bucks. And the reason the Bucks are so low is perfect example last night. They have a good lead. They're damn near blowing out the Wizards the whole game. And then they just let up and it becomes a good game. And then at the end, the score still looks like they blew them out because they, you know, they click for the last three minutes and lock up. But it's like they give away too many leads. They gave away um, a big lead to the Pistons. They gave away another big lead like two, three games before that. It's just they're a team that kind of just plays with their food too much. Even though they're defending champions, I guess we can't really, you know, say too much. But it's like I I can't respect. I'm not going to put you at, a, at the top of the power rankings just because of, you know, you have Giannis and you're a defending champion. Like you still have to perform this year. Anything can happen. One dude goes down and that team is done for sure. That team, like one important piece, if if Middleton's down for four or five weeks or Drew Holiday's down, yeah, they can fill their roles, but they're not going to be close to what they were last year. So that's my power rankings. I definitely agree with you on Milwaukee. And that's not being talked about enough how they they have squandered leads and let leads, either they, they blew leads or they – had big leads and they just let them come down to single digit games and and they found a way to win just because they clear majority of the time they're clearly are a better roster than the team that they're playing against. But um number one, just as um my top ten power rankings number one, I, I got Phoenix also as well. And I've never been a fan of Phoenix, honestly, from the Steve Nash days till now. But one thing I got to say is just they're the most consistent team in the NBA. They are on an 11-game winning streak. It doesn't matter who they put at that center position. They got Bismack Biombo out there looking like he's a, a just a certified role player out of nowhere. And I forgot about Bismack Biombo. And 
as, as quiet as it's kept. I mean, I, I'm not surprised that Devin Booker and Chris Paul are not all-star starters. And we'll get to our all-star segment in, in a bit, but they'll they'll both make the all-star team. I'm not I'm not gonna be surprised by that. Um but yeah, that's that's my number one uh team right now. Shout out to Cam Johnson too. You already mentioned him. Glad that he's starting to sh- uh to show out a little bit. Um, number two, I got the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, Joel and B is on a tear right now, as we all see them clearly being a, the most dominant big for his team. Uh, Tyrese Maxey has stepped up, showing just what he can do out there. He continue to get better throughout the season. And just shout out to all the players on their, their roster just stepping up, playing bigger than what their roles are right now. So Seth Curry, who's been continuing to get better, he's been playing well. Um, Andre Drummond is, is has found his role has been consistent of just being a backup big, just playing his role, going out there, grabbing rebounds and, and doing what he does best. So that's my number two team. Um, number three, I got the, the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, at number four, I got Golden State. No, I'm sorry. Number four, I got um, Chicago Bulls. I got Chicago Bulls. They do find a way to keep winning. So got to include them in there. Uh, number five, I got Golden State. At six, I got the Miami Heat. At number seven, I got the Cavs. I'm hoping uh, Darius Garland gets in the, in the all-star game for me. Um, either him or Jared Allen doesn't really matter, though. One of them should get in to represent. Um, where am I at? Number seven, I got, I got the Dallas Mavericks. At eight, I got Denver Nuggets. They've been, besides their last loss, Jokic has been on a tear. Got to give him his credit for keeping them up float. And then especially with that 30-point blowout against the Bucks, um, they definitely look well out there. Number nine, I have the Milwaukee Bucks for just the mentions, just the things that you already mentioned. Don't have to echo that. And then number 10, I got the Utah Jazz. And the more I watch the Utah Jazz, that's a team that really has to make a change also as well. Donovan mentioned been out of the lineup. I'm not sure if it's because of um, – I remember he was in concussion protocol after he played the Lakers. I'm not sure if that's why or if it's another injury. Um, you can tell with Rudy Gobert out the lineup, they're not the same team defensively, even though with Hassan Whiteside still getting his blocks, he still makes a lot of dumb decisions in crunch times of the game that I, that I see. Rather, if it's technical foul, bad play here or there, you just can't trust Hassan Whiteside when you need him most. And then also, Joe Ingles going down is not the 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 – the biggest loss, but to their team, that's a huge loss for, for what he does and what he brings to that table for Utah Jazz. So they starting to look a little shaky in my eyes, even though they've been the team they've always been. We are who they thought they were, in other words, but they definitely going to have to make some changes soon if they want to get off the first round of the playoffs, if you ask me, because right now they're sitting at a four seed. They have to play Dallas as the fifth seed. I might have to take Dallas winning that that first round matchup if, if the season ended today. That's just me. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to get to an unpopular hot take because I got one when it comes to the Jazz. So I'm gonna save that. Um, it <laughs> that team, man. Whatever, it's the Jazz. <laughs> it's, it's the Jazz. But I got so. For for the All Star reserves, I got another. It's not unpopular, but I really feel like Dejounte Murray deserves a spot this year. I really thank do, you, man. thank you. I feel as if 
yes, the Spurs are kind of like a rebuilding team, but they're not a team to be played with. Like, if you watch their games, minus yesterday, because they should have won that game, but they're a scrappy team that's just going to always fight. But that man, DeJounte Murray, is putting up numbers. And, yes, he is tall, so I guess people aren't going to give him, like, that much credit, but he's a good rebounding point guard. That's He's another, like... When it, I'm talking about just aggression when it comes to rebounding, he's another Westbrook. Like, he really goes after it, and he's really going to get him. And he's obviously scoring. He obviously gets his team involved. But his defense is another factor to where he's just like a – like, obviously, they're not going to just trade him for anything. But a team like, like the Sixers, I don't know why they turn that down. Like, he's a player that needs more spotlight. And obviously Spurs are not the same Spurs, so they don't get the same coverage. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to get picked over him, like a Donovan Mitchell, who I don't think is better um, this year. A Shea, because he's, you know, he's supposed to be the young, you know, the the future. But DeJounte Murray is in that same category when it comes to young guys, and he's not getting his credit. So I think he deserves a spot. Um, Also, I think Darius Garland should be a lock, even though he's injured. He's probably not going to play. I feel like he should have been a lock. I'm pretty sure he's not going to get it. Um, Obviously, like you said, the Suns, we got Chris Paul and Devin Booker. And then, to me, Cat deserves a spot, too. A lot of people don't like him, including myself. But, you know, what he's doing, like you said, Tim Wolves are a seventh seed. And the numbers he's putting up is pretty crazy on a night-in and night-out basis. And, yes, he's kind of, you know, I don't know why he trash talks and, you know, does all that and it kind of throws people off. But you look past that and you just look at the basketball player, he's definitely hooping and he's definitely kind of carrying them in a certain sense. And then lastly, Fred Van Fleet. um, On the east side. Well, it's not a really east and west, but you know what I mean. He deserves yeah. a spot as well. He started off slow and then got hot, then got slow, and then got hot again. But overall, because obviously it's going to be an overall thing and, you know, accumulative, he's been hooping as well. Um, Pascal is another guy that hasn't lived up to his hype, and Fred Van Fleet has kind of put him in his backpack and carried him. Man. The Raptors, were, like I said, were supposed to be like a bottom 10, bottom 12 team. And they're top eight in the East. So you look at who's the leader of that team and you find it right there. Fred Van Fleet, man, he's he's been doing his thing. Scotty Barnes has been hooping, but he's kind of – Scotty Barnes is kind of slow. I mean, he's a rookie, so it's supposed to happen. He's kind of slowly digressed a little bit. And Fred Van Fleet has stepped up even more. Gary Trent Jr. obviously is stepping up too, but his name won't come close to All-Star, so we can't mention him. But well, we got to mention Fred. Fred has been doing his thing. So, I mean, we, we kind of figure out who's going to be the All-Stars. I'm pretty sure Tatum's going to get in there, which is deserved. And a couple other guys, like we said, Devin Booker and um, Chris Paul. But I, I kind of want to look at, you know, more guys that deserve it. Like, I don't think Bill should be an – I mean, he probably will, but I don't think he should be an All-Star over Fred Van Fleet or Darius Garland. Um, Like I said, I think DeJounte Murray should – be over Donovan Mitchell. Um, Zach Levine, of course, deserves an all-star. DeMar, of course, deserves one. 
So it's going to be interesting. I don't, I can't, like when, when I looked at this segment, I couldn't put a, a pinpoint on it because there's so many guys doing their thing, but there's so many guys that like for sure deserve it. And for sure for the Bulls, and I'm pretty sure Jimmy's going to get in there for the heat, but for the Bulls, you know, that backcourt deserves it and it's no debating. And then, like I said, Darius Garland, Fred Van Fleet, I feel like are locks. And then questionables, I, I feel like Kat and DeJounte should get in there. So that's about like eight names. Now, a lot of a lot of those names that you mentioned, I have as far as like my reserves that that'll be coming out of the uh, respective conferences. Um, just to start with the West. I got Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Um, I also got Luka Doncic. We know who's going to make it also as well. Um, oh, yeah, I, I actually have, yeah, I actually got Dejounte Murray um, in my in my All Star bid. Also, I think he he definitely deserves it. The last two years. He's been continuing – his game has been ascending, and it's – I don't think he's nowhere close to being, um, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Pretty much him – him – I can't forget the word right now. He, he's, he's not done getting better. He's still getting better at the end of the day. I don't think he's maxed out. That's what it is. He hasn't maxed his talent out yet or his skills, especially if he gets a consistent three-point jump shot. Shit, it's a wrap. We're talking about a top 15 player in the league possibly. But nobody would know that because, like you said, San Antonio, he's stuck in San Antonio, and they're not they're not winning right now. But like you said, that's that's not a team to play with. And if people are going to vote Trey Young in as an all-star starter with his team being at that that bottom 10 and at one point 12 seed when he was voted in, you got to respect DeJounte Murray and give him his credit, give him his flowers while it's due. Um, I also got – I also put Rudy Gobert on there as an all-star reserve. We know they're going to have two bigs. We know they're going to reward Rudy Gobert before he starts crying and shedding tears. So, put him on there. And I also, also got Carl Anthony Towns on my list uh, for literally the exact reasons you said. I'm not the biggest fan of his, but – and I've always said he's put up empty calorie numbers. But I got him give him his credit while, while I was due. Him and Anthony Edwards have been have been balling out of out of their minds right now, and one of those two are 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 gonna are gonna get an All Star bid. Personally, for me, I would like to see full PF Anthony Edwards and man get that, but of course they probably gonna give it to Carl Anthony Towns. Um, out of the East, um, I have I got Zach Levine, um, the Mellow Ball, he's gonna make it. Um, Jason Tatum, I got also on my list as well. Fran Van Vliet, huge fan of Fred VVs. I know he he definitely deserves it for all the reasons that you said. He's clearly been the best player on the Toronto Raptors. Um, I got Darius Garland also as well. Um, also have Jimmy Butler. The the last few names, I got about three names that'll probably get an all-star bid. It's and the way I look at it, it's it's three names, but there's two spots because I don't see Kevin Durant playing the All-Star game, so they'll probably have a replacement for him. Um, I can see Jared Allen, Jimmy Butler, and Sabonis um, being those names. That, that'll take one of those spots. I kind of went back and forth with James Harden, but his inconsistency from the beginning of the season up until now. And, yes, he's had good games up until now, but now he's starting to get injured again. We're starting to see the same episodes of, of him getting frustrated as he was in Houston and Brooklyn. So, and it hasn't really resulted in the wins. Like I said, all they've done is, is continue to drop. So I, I don't have him on my all-star list this year, but 
only because the names that I mentioned, I felt like have deserved it more for for the years that they've been putting together. Can we be honest? I don't think LaMelo Ball deserves an all-star spot because of the names, like you said. I feel like he's going to get chosen over Darius Garland and um and Fred Van Fleet. But as a whole, like this year, like he's still doing his thing, but he isn't he isn't like an all-star. Like to me, it's a collective because then if he's an all-star, right, that's kind of saying Miles Miles Bridges is an all-star because he he jumped up what like six, seven points from last year. He's doing an amazing job. He's damn near the leading scorer in most of their wins. And it's it's either him or Terry Rozier. And then it's like LaMelo is still LaMelo, but he like I don't like to me it's just not, he's not an all-star, but he's the name. Like of course he's the young, you know, the young fresh kid, 6-8. We already know why he's going to be one, but as as a whole, I don't think he's an all-star over Darius Garland, Jimmy Butler, Fred VanVleet. Zach Levine, Demar, it's just like when when his name is mentioned right there, it's like a, ah, like yeah, he should get over some bonus, but of course they're gonna do like they're gonna at least have like two bigs, and then the rest are gonna be guards. You get what I'm saying? Like I just don't. No, think I get it. it. And and the, and the crazy part is I went back and forth between him and Miles Bridges because you're right. I definitely think Miles Bridges deserves all all star consideration, but at the end of the day, for me. I, I would put him over Jimmy Butler because he's he's been more available to his team. We've seen Miami still succeed and and, and get wins without Jimmy Butler in that lineup That's a lot true. of times. And and with Lamelo, you take him off that Charlotte Hornets team. Do they have that same amount of success with without him? I still think they'll they'll be an exciting team to watch. But to be a, a seven seed and competing for the playoffs. I, I don't know. I don't think they'll still be that team. And also, I don't think we see the improvement of a Miles Bridges without a LaMelo ball also as well. So that's why I put LaMelo in, in that all-star in that all-star game. And then plus he's just excited. Who don't want to see LaMelo on, on that on that type of stage? And that's the thing. I wish the NBA would just on be honest about that. It's a popularity like, contest. Let's just be real. Yeah, I think one change that needs to come from the all-stars. And this is just real shit. I think we should just vote on the captains and then the coaches. Like, the fans get to vote on the captains. That's it. Not the whole starters. And then the coaches and players kind of vote on the starters. And and here's the thing. The player vote is kind of flawed because some guys got all-star votes that clearly didn't deserve it. But still, I feel like, I don't know. Like, that that'll just change a little bit because coaches clearly – they they see in and out like oh yeah this this guy was dogging us I'm not gonna lie he deserves it like the fans I I know fans like come on Wiggins is cool Wiggins could have maybe came off the bench for the All Stars this year but starting is is that's this is where it stops like that's no wild. disrespect yeah, to that's, him but this that's is where wild. it stops <laughs> like it should have stopped when T Mac was on the Knicks and he had he was a starter and he didn't even play at all like that's where it should have stopped but it didn't. But now it's like, okay, there's too much talent in this league to be playing around. And this this counts for money, like incentives. Thank this counts. You. you know, this counts. You said for it your, right there. Your own jacket. They playing with like, people's money, man. They playing with people's money. That's not cool. <laughs> yeah, the, it got to stop, man. I And I'm saying this as a fan because, like, as a fan, this this is is, is getting, is getting ridiculous. 
and it and we know that people push agendas. So once the agenda is pushed, it's it's over. It's a wrap. Like people are gonna follow behind it, and that and it is what it is. I'm pretty sure Austin Reeves got a lot of All Star votes, and we know it's not even close to deserving. Like let's keep it a let's keep it a buck, bro. But no, I'm over that. That's a fact. That's a fact. I'm I've I've been saying they gotta fix this this All Star system somehow because. And like you said, no disrespect, Andrew Wiggins has, has been balling. I'll give him his flowers while, while he's here. But to be an all-star, so like that's one of those things where that spot should have went to a Devin Booker who's been who's been hooping out of his mind lately. And I'm not even a huge Devin Booker fan like that. But like we said, he he's one who deserves that that starting bid at that spot. So uh, I, I would like to see something change about that for sure. Yeah. But let's get to it, man. This is, I've been thinking about this all day or all night in the shower, everywhere, man. The trade <laughs> deadline is coming. I, I promise you, like, I have a whole page written down when it comes to this. So I'm going to read off a couple of things. I'm going to go quick because I know it's a lot. Like I told you in the text messages, I focus strictly on teams that are, you know, play-in type teams or even close, like, 9-10 with only a game and a half back type shit. So for the Suns, I got them. I think they should go out to Reggie Jackson. Um, the Clippers are done. This this month will show you that they're going to fall down a little bit. And, you know, when, when a team is, like, on the cusp, but they need, they need to, you know, pick a side. Like, they need to go to the playoffs or they need to start tanking. I think it's time for the Clippers to start tanking. And they should take every pick they could get, every expiring contract, and get the ball rolling. Obviously, we've seen that, you know, Reggie, Serge, and Marcus uh, Morris are on the trading block. So, you know, uh, you know, pull the trigger. I think the uh, the Suns need to upgrade off the bench. Cameron Payne, like I said, digressed heavily. Reggie isn't great, but, you know, coming off the bench where he's, you know, that's 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 where he got his bread and butter. I think we'll work on a winning team. So I got him there. Hawks, Ben Simmons, and I wrote down, it won't change today, but it will help for the overall future. Trey Young gets everyone involved, but nobody can get him involved. So once he's trapped, once a team does a high trap on him and he has to give up the ball, he's not existent. He's worthless on offense because there is no pin downs for him to get open. There is nobody looking, you know, for an easy shot for him. So. Ben Simmons will help that. And then, of course, defensively, that'll put them over the top. For the Bucks, I have Sergi Baca and Yako Porto, however you say his name. But for obvious reasons, they need another big with Brooke Lopez out. Um, Bobby Portis is cool, but they need, you know, they need flavor over there. They need options. For the Lakers, um, Norman Powell, Miles Turner, Justin Holiday, Yako Porto. Um, obvious we, reasons we need a ring, wing, we need a big, we need a score, man. And, you know, it's the Lakers, so I had more names, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to focus too much <laughs> on our Lakers. We, we can have our own segment for that. Celtics, your boy, Jalen Brunson, man, they need a scoring point guard. It's time to just go after it and stop playing around. Dennis Schroeder isn't what they thought he would be. Um, Jalen is clearly showing who he is. And I think they should trade for him and then lock him up. Like, put him part of the future with with Tatum and Brown. That would be a great, you know, 
tandem, adding him to it. Um, Marcus Smart, you know, he might be a casualty in that trade, but it happens. Man, uh, I would definitely put Marcus Smart in that trade. If you tell me I'm getting Jalen Brunson back, that's a, that's a great trio to build around and going forward. Exactly. And for the Cavs, I got Robert Covington, 3 and D wing that doesn't need his shots. So he doesn't disrupt what they already have going. He just adds to it. Um, they need a wing. They kind of, you know, Seti is cool, but he's not enough. Robert Covington puts them over the top defensively. They're already a defensive team, so it fits his scheme. And then occasionally he's going to hit that three. You know, he, he shoots around 40%. So I would love that over there. And for the Bulls, I think they need to make that splash. It's time. They're already going all in, but go get Jeremy Grant. They need an athletic four. Um, I also have them, you know, maybe getting a backup center that's a rim protector because we already know uh, Vucevic isn't that. And, you know, sometimes he might have to sub out for that, you know, defender to get them a couple stops. But for Jeremy Grant, you know, we know he wants his money. We know the Bulls are, you know, looking at their future. He isn't old. He's still young. So, you know, make that splash. For Philly, man, trade Simmons for anything valuable. Anything valuable. I personally would say go after the Kings. Go get Buddy Heald. Go get Harrison Barnes and get some picks. I think that helps them upgrade their bench because obviously some guys will go to the bench and maybe, you know, Buddy Hield might come off the bench. We never know. But that kind of puts them over the top with options. You put Seth Curry, Buddy Hield, and Embiid in the game, you cannot double-team Embiid. You cannot double-team Embiid. Not that will put them over the top. I'm telling you right now. You can't double-team Embiid. You do Curry and Hield jumper every time. And they need to realize that Danny Green isn't enough. He's too inconsistent. Buddy Hield is too, but he's still a better shooter overall than Danny Green. <laughs> For Brooklyn, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, and Danny Green's just always damn hurt all the time now. So just yeah. Buddy Hill just being a more available on the court for that team is is more than enough. But I, I, I'll let you finish because I, I got something to say in particular on those two teams for sure. Okay, for Brooklyn, desperately need a big or they're done. And I put Miles Turner. They desperately need a big, bro. It, it's no more playing around with it. Even just watching last night's game, like once the team doesn't pick a roll and it doesn't work, those bigs are just standing is, around. Yo, Blake Griffin is dog food on the defensive end. They need somebody. Who can, they need somebody who can play defense bad for them. Just, just defensively to rebound and finish around the rim. Because every time, like you said, I was watching that game last night. They just picked on Blake Griffin every time in that pick and roll and got whatever they wanted. Yeah, it, it's disgusting for Utah. <laughs> Utah has no hope. I'm sorry, y'all. They have no hope <laughs> until they choose between Mitchell and Gobert. And, again, I'll get to my hot take later. But for a little sneak peek, Mitchell's the problem. Now let's get to Dallas. <laughs> Dallas Ooh, needs a big trade. On this one. Dallas needs a big trade. But another, another team that could use Miles Turner – and kind of just, you know, coast through the offseason and maybe make that KP trade later. I don't think they should make the KP trade midseason because everyone knows midseason big trades have never equaled success. So let's just wait on that. But for now, I would go get Miles Turner. You guys, the, the Mavs are winning. 
right now. They're doing well the last 10 games. They're doing well their last 15 games. So just adding a piece, and this is just a disclaimer for all the teams I was mentioning, just adding a piece and not trading big could work for a lot of teams. And lastly, the Grizzlies, same thing. I think they should go get Robert Covington, a guy I already explained, doesn't need his shots and fits their mold, grit and grind. So those are my teams. Um, Clearly, we could talk about big deals, but like I said, I, I feel as if big deals don't work midseason. But talk to me, man. No, you I'll definitely the, the only time I've seen a, a big deal that 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 was successful in that first season is when we got Pal Gasol for for chump change and Kwame Brown. That was like the only time we can we that can say that 15 years ago. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was still we, we were still in high school when that happened. So that's to, to prove your point right there. But um, I definitely like the, the the Robert Covington to Cleveland or or Memphis. I think that's a perfect um, a perfect fit for both those rosters and, and for what they for what they like to do. Um, just for me, I, I looked at which teams should be sellers and which teams should be buyers around the around this trade deadline. And again, like you said, just just those those small moves that 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 can fit that can fit in right now to improve a team in order to make a championship run or just to make a postseason run just in order to get better. Um, just to talk about the sellers real quick, um, Sacramento, man, they, they just need to blow it up. They got they got a lot of pieces over there that just don't fit in whatever they're trying to do. I don't know, but they definitely got a lot of talent over there. They got a crowded backcourt with Tyrese Halliburton, Davion Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox, and Buddy Hill. So they definitely got to come up off of two guards. I don't know why. Well, I definitely know why Philadelphia won't pull a trade for Ben Simmons. It's because Daryl Moore is an idiot and he's going to squander away <laughs> Philly season. But that's that's here nor there right now. But I definitely think Sacramento needs to be one of the sellers right now. Try to get as many picks as possible as you can. They're not going anywhere. They're not. They've just been a, a bad. I'm not even going to call them bad luck because they put themselves in this situation. They just turned themselves into basketball purgatory. That just needs to be relegated at this point. I don't care. But some of those players got to go. Um, another team that I'd like to see be sellers and come up off of some of the players they got as well uh, is the Indiana Pacers. Um, I think some of their asking price is a little too high for some of those players. But if you ask me, they, they definitely got to get shake something up. They're going to continue to be a bottom team in the East, especially for years to come. They set themselves up in that situation after letting go of uh, Nate McMillan. I don't, I can't even tell you who they hired um, the previous year just because the dude is not even there anymore. And they placed him with Rick Carlisle. And we see how that's working out. They are 14 games under 500. So, and they have way too much talent to be under 14 games of 500. So I think they definitely got a look of, of blowing that team up if they want to be a lottery team. And then also, who else? Oh, the Clippers. The Clippers definitely got some pieces. It sounds like they're willing to 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 just put this season behind them, pretty much tank it from what from what from what we're hearing. Um, if Marcus Morris is really available, Reggie Jackson and Serge Ibaka, definitely some pieces um, and players that that can definitely help a, a a team in the playoffs that's looking for a push, especially Marcus Morris. And like you said, Reggie Jackson, if you put him in a backup role where you're allowing him to eat and you're not asking him to, to do too much and set up players and, and be a facilitator, then he can definitely make that happen. 
Um, and then also just a couple of players uh, just on my radar. Um, you said Covington already. So he's one of my players, players I was looking at. Also, Yusuf Nurkic. I want to see if he'll get moved. He has an expiring contract on the table. He'll be a free agent at the end of the summer. So I definitely a, a team who just wants to make that push. And they can, if they got contracts that are expiring as well, that they can eat or, or got a pick or two that's available. I definitely say, hey, go out to Yusuf Nurkic, especially when he's healthy. He can definitely be be a factor in, in helping a team, especially somebody like like the Brooklyn Nets, where it doesn't count against their their cap so much going forward with uh, their top heavy uh, salary cap. And then as far as just buyers, um, I look back at the East. Um, I'm going back to the top, like you said, Chicago. I think they need a, a I think they need a backup big if they can get a a three and D wing, athletic wing who can play that three four position even better for them, but they definitely need that stopper. I can see them going after somebody like a, um, like a Sergi Bach who's going to play more defense than a Vucevic and give you key stops at times. You're not asking him to play 25 minutes a game and or 30 minutes a game and be the OKC or even the Toronto Sergi Bach. So definitely some good spots minutes for there. And then we get back to the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't know what the hell they think they have in Ben Simmons. But from the last time, from what we saw and from what they're asking for, again, Daryl Morey got to be an idiot because there ain't no way in hell I would have turned down the, the Pacers package. I wouldn't have turned down the Sacramento Kings package. I, I don't know what he, I don't know if he, he's sitting back and waiting for James Harden to get to Philly, but I don't see Embiid having too many full healthy seasons where he's performing at an, MB, at an MVP level. So if he wants to continue to risk that and and not get something in return for Ben Simmons, hey, go right ahead. And and a lot of people are saying Philly can make a championship run. They still got Doc Rivers at head coach. And last time I checked, that man is is guaranteed to blow leads, or blow a serious lead, rather if it's three one, three two. Y'all can put y'all faith in, in Doc Rivers if y'all want, but I'm not gonna do it. I'm not falling for it. That's just me. Um, another team that can that um looks to need to be another buyers, Cleveland Cavaliers. I can see them going after that two, three position. Um, somebody who can either knock down the three or somebody who can um continue to score, just being another another aid for Darius Garland for him to continue to to thrive and succeed. But um, and then also too, just if it's gotta go back to the to the West real quick. If the Lakers can get can find any package deal. For, for THT and Ken Bazemore to upgrade to that, that wing position for a defender, somebody who can consistently knock down a three-point shot, then that would be lovely. All right, we got we already have enough dudes who can get to the rim. Um, I, and I've seen people all of a sudden say they, they want Ken Bazemore to get more playing time. No, I'm not there yet. I don't care. I won't be there yet. Still trade his ass. I don't care. Yeah, you got to play in the minutes to show what he can do. That's what I think the Lakers are doing. But if you can package him, THT together, then then go for it and get something that's valuable in return, then I'm all for it. But don't do anything silly where you package them two in a first-round pick to go get an Eric Gordon. That's what I don't want to see. Please don't for don't don't give up any first-round picks for for anyone that's that's over 30 at this point. We got too many dudes that's over 30. So I would like to see us get younger if we can. Um, get more athletic on the wing position. 
but it is what it is with them. And and yeah, pretty much that that'll be it as far as my my buyers for for what I see. Oh, and also um one more team, the Mavericks too. I think the Mavericks, the Mavericks can upgrade their team still if they can just get one more scoring punch off the bench. Somebody who could just lock down, also play defense as well. Almost kind of like an insurance for 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 Porzingis. Again, I don't I don't trust him to be healthy around playoff time or just even for for this full run of playing every game. We've already seen him have knee soreness. Um, I want to say last week. So if you can get somebody who can give you that insurance of just okay, if Porzingis goes down, we can plug and play this guy for now and, and see what happens. That'll be great for them because. Maxi Cleve is playing at a, at, a, at, a, at a great level right now for that team. We're starting to see their role players step up and gel together. And, and also, too, just Jalen Brunson is, is hooping out of his mind right now. So and he's definitely going to get a nice bag in the offseason. So if Dallas – I'll say if Dallas is not willing to pay him the money he deserves, might as well get everything you can back in return for him. They shouldn't pay him. Um you, I, I don't think they should pay twenty million for a guy that's going to back him up or be a second fiddle to Luca. Like, yeah, he he's doing well over there, but you know, this is what teams need to realize: they need to trade dudes when they're hot and stop yep. waiting and stop waiting, bro. This happened with the Lakers when it came to Kuzma, Paul George. Lakers when it came to Kuzma all last year. I mean, we still got Westbrook at the end of the day, but. There were some deals that, that could have been made and we held on too long. Same with THT. Like, you know, I'm I'm fine with not trading him for scraps, but if the deal presents itself, man, go ahead and do it. Team's got to realize that because we can't pay him. Look at Caruso. Walked away. You know, could have got something for him. But who, who knows what happens? I think Jalen Brunson does not get traded at the deadline, but I think he deserves to be traded. Um, like I said, Knicks need to go after them Celtics for sure. But if if the Mavs could get, you know, some young pieces from the Knicks, you know, they may give up somebody for them. Take hey, Mitchell Robertson, Mitchell Robertson, Emmanuel quickly, couple picks maybe. Hey, make something happen. Yeah. But <sighs> done, done, done. Let's let's get to it, man. Unpopular hot takes before we get out of here. Wait, wait, wait! But before, but, but wait before you ahead, drop it, let's uh let's get into our MVP rankings real quick. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, uh, this is such a hard run right now, man. But it's wide open in this MVP field right now. I th- I think Embiid is at the top of it. I think Embiid is. Um, I could see the push for a Chris Paul or Devin Booker just based off what they're doing as a team. They only lost nine games, so one of them has to be talked about. But if we're talking about overall just, you know, dominating this whole league and if you take him off the team, like Embiid embodies that. Yeah, the the Sixers had a good team win yesterday, but that that would never last. Like if if that was a 10-game run, they're going 2-8. and Embiid is literally that whole team. Curry and the other guys put in work. Tobias has been doing better, but. Embiid is he's terrorizing the league. He is literally terrorizing dudes every single night. Like it's all it's almost like he's for sure getting 30. It's just is he gonna get 40? So I got right. him at number one. 
the rest of the list is just hard, bro. Like, I, I still, like, I don't know if it's, like, a respect for him or what, but I still got DeMar top three in there. I don't know if he's two or three, but I got him top three. Um, I got Chris Paul in the top five, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got Yoke. Oh, I really don't want to have Jokic in there either. This is the I, moment I, I've been waiting for. I, I, I want to hear you say it. It's like he's there, but they they be losing too. Like they, I don't know why I don't know, they don't get shit on, but whatever. <laughs> um, Curry's in there. John Morant is is surfacing. I think I think people are going a little too far saying he is the MVP because it's like at least get to the one or two seed before y'all make that claim. I don't I don't think that's fair to the guys that's actually at the one or two seed. Um, so I have him surfacing. I don't think he's there. I guess Jokic has to be in my five. Yeah, he's he's in there. Oh, duh, Giannis. I knew I was forgetting somebody. Giannis is number two. And I'll put – okay, I got my list now. Embiid, Giannis, DeMar, Chris Paul, Jokic. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Slash. I'll, I'll put him as a Slash. That's, that's pretty much how I see it. What, what's your list? Um, it's kind of similar. Um, I got Embiid at the top of the list right now. He's definitely the most – he's playing the most dominant right now. And like we said, when we're talking about his most valuable player with Phil, with everything going on in Philly, you take Embiid away, they're they're worse than – they're they're damn near as bad as the OKC Thunder. All right. They're, they wouldn't be in a playoff position where – they wouldn't be a two-seed at all without Embiid. Um, at number two, I kind of went back and forth, but – I, I got Chris Paul there right now. They're 41 and nine. Like you said, you could put Book Book or uh, Chris Paul there. I would put Chris Paul there because we, we hear a lot of talk about LeBron in year 19. Chris Paul is in year 17, leading the league in, in assists, playing as well as he's ever been, almost arguably right now. So I got to put him there at number two. Um, at number three, I have, um, I got DeMar DeRozan. Still, he's in my, my top five, regardless. Um, at number four, I have – I got uh, I got John Morant. I do got John Morant number four. I think he's in that top five. And at number five, right now, I got Giannis. Um, I still and – that, and that hurts me because I got Jokic on my fantasy team. And he's been putting up numbers. But, like I said, it's just a wide-open field right now. The next player I would have after Giannis is Jokic. But – uh, something tells you about before the season is set and done, we're gonna see Giannis climbing ranks. He he gonna finish a little bit higher than that than what I got at number five, especially after All Star break. He seems to to either figure it out or just just flip the switch after All Star break. After what I seen last year, and and I kind of expect the same from him. But but yeah, that's my that's my top five right now. I, um, I got it. I got a, I got an opinion. I got an opinion. I, I'm not gonna Talk say it's a fact. But do you think that, you know, when John Morant went out, the Grizzlies were still winning. Don't you think that kind of hurts his MVP ranking? Because I know MVP is supposed to be most valuable and it's not looked at as that. But that kind of that kind of contradicted him being an MVP. Yes, that was a short stint, but they were supposed to be completely terrible and they actually were better in every category. So don't you think that kind of hurts? 
it I wouldn't say hurt, but it definitely contradicts him being being a, an MVP because it speaks more to their culture of what they're doing over there in Memphis, which is As more credit team, to Taylor exactly. Jenkins. Right. Exactly. Because I'm thinking about it. All the guys we named, let's say let's say we take Jokic off the net, I mean off the Nuggets. That's a bottom feeding team. Trash. They worse than the Houston Rockets. That's a bottom feeding team. So it's like Maybe it hurts for his his top five ranking, not overall, but to me, it just hurts because you can't put him over. And again, I said it's an opinion, but I feel like you can't put him over any of those guys. You take DeMar off based off the injuries they already have, and you remove DeMar, the Bulls definitely sink at least to, you know, maybe eight, six, six to eight. You take Giannis off, we know how the Bucks are. They kind of feed off his energy. Um, like we already talked about it, taking him beat off. And shit, like we can even go look at Curry. Like you take Curry off. We already know Steve Kerr can't coach. So I don't know, man. It, to me, it just hurts. I, I think that when it, because like you said, it's wide open, right? So now it comes down to nitpicking. And when you nitpick, it's like, well, his team was still winning without him. You get what I'm saying? No, nah, true. That's all facts. So I don't, I don't know, but it is definitely wide open, like you said, or at least I think Embiid's kind of running away with it. But it's definitely wide open two through five, and whoever makes that jump, like you said, Giannis, I'm pretty sure after the All Star break they get a little bit of rest. They're gonna make the jump. They're they're gonna go back to top uh top two or three team. They're not. They're. I mean, shit. It's it's a one. It's it's a half game behind the second seed so they they should they they could really steal um number one seed again we never know but if that happens i'm pretty sure he he's gonna win it again which he should because his like his numbers are unbelievable i just think mb given the situation they had i think losing ben simmons and the drama they had we definitely didn't i, I don't know anyone that thought the Sixers would be the number one seed or number two seed, I'm sorry. So yeah, no, because I, I remember I definitely having them in the in the in the play-ins or or not making the playoffs for sure. So yeah, so no, it's I, like I definitely definitely got him beat up there as number one right now. As long as he just stays healthy and continues at that level he's playing at right now, it's definitely his his to win, his to lose, I should say. Yeah, and then we got to be real, like like we know that the MVP is kind of a shock factor too. So if a guy is, is doing a little more than he's supposed to, he damn near like he's damn near gonna get that nomination at least. So, like we said, for them to be where they are, and beat would be number one. But if we're being like, if we look at totality, Giannis is to me the the MVP again, and and we know people get bored with naming the same guys MVP. So. He probably won't win it for that reason as well, but you go look at him and shit, just watch his game and the full effort he's given, whether they're losing by 10 or winning by 10, he he definitely could be argued as the number one again. But hey, it's all opinionated. Right. Everybody's gonna gonna have their um they case to push towards once it's all said and done. But man, I love I love watching him be playing right now. He just looks like a, a seven foot guard out there. The way he, he ball handling, wherever he catches the ball, he's getting to whatever point he wants right now. Man. He don't want I, that 80 I, smoke though. 
Ooh, he sure don't. AD did have AD four blocks on his ass. But once again, every time AD sneezes, he gonna break his nose. So that shit, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta fix. Hey man, he don't want the AD smoke. What he went nine for twenty, had a bad game. He don't want the AD smoke. But hey, it is what it is. Let's get to it, man. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Uh, I've been waiting. To, I've been holding this in, you know, because he is a young black man. He's a hooper. He's definitely a scorer. And I can't lie, he performed in the playoffs, so you kind of have to give him more credit than he deserves. But Donovan Mitchell is the problem with Utah. I think Rudy O'Bear's comments about Devin Booker and how Devin Booker has stepped up and he's playing tremendous defense and at least trying on that end. I think all those comments were right. I just think it came from the wrong mouth because people don't like Gobert. But what he says sometimes, it, it's not far-fetched. Again, he's like a he's like a, a villain. So people hate to hear him talk or hate to hear his opinion. But he was right, bro. Like, like me and you That's talked about That's the thing. He's, he's kind of right. Yeah. <laughs> We talked about this before. Remember, I said Booker needed to take that next step. At first, it was playmaking. He did that. And then it became defense. He's doing that. So it's like he's doing whatever it takes to win. I think Donovan Mitchell gets his points, and it just be what it is. and Or he's just playmaking, and it is what it is. You can't do both, or he doesn't take that next level. So, like I said, the unpopular opinion, man, is the Jazz need to – well, that's not the unpopular opinion. They need to they need to pick between the two, but the unpopular opinion is Mitchell is the problem. I'm not saying that they should choose Gobert over Mitchell because that's that's kind of dumb to say, but I do believe Mitchell is really the problem. Obviously, the Mike Conley thing hasn't worked. I don't think people want to admit that because they love Mike Conley, and I do too, but it hasn't worked like it was supposed to. It didn't put them over the top. It kept them the same. It just helped out with uh Mitchell playmaking that's all that's the only difference but like I said I, I really like deep down I truly just watching them or even you know reading quotes on the team or just looking at okay what is wrong with them because they have a bench they have a decent starting five they're second in three-point shooting they have defense but then it's sometimes they have no offense or they have no defense it's weird so it's like, what's the problem? And when you really, really look at it, because we know who Gobert is, so it's not like we can say, oh, Gobert needs to, you know, score more because we can go to a lot of guys that are defensive players that don't score like that. Like, he's literally a defensive anchor. Whether he's blocking a shot, he's altering a shot. Whether he's altering a shot, he's, you know, he's switching on defense. And sometimes he does get cooked in pick and roll, but, He's 7-3. What, what 7-3 guy isn't going to get cooked in a pick and roll when it comes to a Chris Paul or Damian Lillard? You know, guards that could really attack that. So it's like you can't really blame him for something he was never supposed to be. But you can blame Mitchell for not being a better leader and not stepping up and not transcending his game. So I really, truly believe he's the problem in Utah. And it, it's really on his shoulders where they go with this. And we've already heard the rumbles that he'd be – you know, okay, moving to Miami and, you know, kind of pursuing that deal. So we'll see, but I, I think he's the problem. Nah, man, you, you, you definitely, I've, I've started to, to see Utah's flaws more and 
it, it definitely seems that it seems that way. Um, we definitely starting to hear more rumbles of of Donovan Mitchell leaving leaving Utah, and I'm sure that's not coming out of just nowhere. So, and then also as well, he he doesn't really bring it on that defensive end. And I, to me, it just seems as if after he's gotten that that contract, he doesn't play with that same hunger that we've seen him play with that same that same dog in him that we've seen probably in the bubble or even the previous year after. I'm not sure. It just it just doesn't like you say he hasn't gotten any better. Pretty much to me, compare not to interrupt you, but to me, comparing him to D Wade now is kind of disrespectful. I thought it was always disrespectful. Honestly, that's the reason why I never called him D Wade 2.0. Everybody wanted to run with it. I don't care if Dwayne Wade did co-sign. He doesn't seem like a Dwayne Wade 2.0 to me. That's just me. Yeah, I, like when I when I look at it now, it's like ew, like. I, I can't I can't rock with it, but you know it's cool. Like that's what happens in the NBA. We're, you're always gonna get comparisons, but can you live up to that? Like, of course, Devin Booker got a lot of hate for the Kobe comparisons, but at least he's you know he's doing what we would see Kobe doing, which is you know expanding his game to a certain extent. And again, we're not comparing him, but at least he has that mentality. I don't see. Devin, I mean, I don't see uh, Donovan Mitchell's mentality when it comes to Wade. Like, Wade was a flat-out, leave-it-on-the-floor type of guy. Like, that's why injuries caught up with him later because yep. he was, you know, he was the flash for real. Like, he was in and out. He was always on the floor. He was giving his all. And, shit, he was doing all that just to be a sixth seed, seventh seed with the Heat before LeBron came. And Donovan Mitchell was a, a top two, top three seed every year. And it's still not enough because, like, he just – like, he's lucky that Quinn Snyder's a good coach and that they shoot a lot of threes. Because when their threes aren't falling, they fucking struggle to get to 90 points. And that's what always happens in the playoffs. Threes stop falling. They look crazy. And then everyone's like, what What happened to them? They're the, they've been the same team the last three, four years. And he's, he's really the problem. Like, I'm going to keep saying it. He's the problem, bro. And no small trip. That's why I said they need, you know, something bigger. No little small trade or tweak to the bench because they've done that. None of that is going to help. It's not going to help. They need a big name, which they don't really have. Like, who wants to come to Utah? Let's keep it real. They don't have Nobody. that. They don't have that luxury. So he either has to step up and really be that guy because nobody wanted to come to Phoenix. But Devin Booker, and I, I hate, I hate that we have to do this, but that's his comparison. Like, Devin Booker is the perfect comparison for Donovan Mitchell. So he has to take that next step. He has to, or he's just going to be stuck in that limbo, which is fine. A lot of players don't care. A lot of players are here for the money. So we never know, but he got to take that next step if if they want to be any type of relevant or they need to tank and get a – which they can't now, but they need to tank and get a, a close top five pick and just build through the draft and become that team that just builds through the draft and it's a grit and grind team. But other than that, they're done. Yeah, pretty much. They, I feel like the, Utah has definitely hit their ceiling as far as of what of how good they can be. There's, there's, there's no other way to put it for them. Yeah, but let, let me hear yours, man. Uh, so I got I got two. Um, the first one isn't really the 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 most unpopular hot take, but is is definitely worth mentioning. Um, this is just to start off first. Washington Wizards need to trade Bradley Bill ASAP. 
just he 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 has the ability to walk after this year. There's no I don't care if he tells me he wants to stay. They got to be smart and wise enough to make the best decision for them in their future going forward. You pulled the trigger on on getting pieces like Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Montrez Hill. You signed Spencer Dinwiddie, and like we said, the the first part of the season they 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 look well, but we're starting to see them come come back to reality. It seems as if we're starting to hear more rumbles how players don't get along with each other in there. We've seen Trez and, and KCP have their little spat as far as teammates go, but before Bradley Bill makes a decision on his own that he's going to walk away, get as many assets and picks that you can for him as possible. While, like you mentioned, while players are hot, while he's still this guy, and before he has any type of of, of injury, because he's also a player known to be injury prone. And let's say if he had, if he, like I said, he just walks away in free agency, and then you're you're signing and trading him for scraps that you know that you don't want back. You just got to give him up now. Just let that go, man. It's, it, it, it's not going to work out for Washington over there and for him just mutually. And then number two, NBA just needs to abolish all the all-star voting for fans. I'm sorry. Like, it's, this, this was the tip of the top for me. I, I'm done with this. Trey Young should not be an all-star starter, honestly. He, and to me, I might come off as hating. This is just me. He puts up a lot of numbers that – that you would put up with your point with your point guard on 2K. That's all it is. Either pick and roll alley oop to to his bigs, or he's or he's shooting a, a a crazy ass shot from the three, or he's getting off a floater. But whatever it is is going to benefit him. And um, due to his popularity, he got a starting big. Now I don't think he should have started over a Zach Levine or or someone else. But that's just me. And then also when we go back just to the to the west side. There's no reason why Andrew Wiggins should be starting over Devin Booker. Yeah, and I get it, the whole oh, three, three forwards or, or three bigs, whatever, and two guards. The the basketball that's played nowadays is damn near positionless as it is. So if we're not going to put the best five to represent the, the starters of each conference, just blow it up, man. Like you said, just leave the voting to the players and to the coaches. Or if you do let the fans vote, it shouldn't it shouldn't count for as much. It should be worth it because a lot of times how many of these fans are actually truly watching the games instead of just looking at their Twitter or their stat lines or their fantasy numbers and saying, oh, well, this player is doing good or this player is doing bad instead of actually watching the game and seeing the effects on the wins and losses of things. Yeah. I, I got a uh, – you, you sparked a thought in my head when it came to the Bradley Bill situation. If you are the Wizards, right – do you look at do you look at the situation with Ben Simmons and you see the offers that they've been getting? Do you start calling those teams and kind of offer Bradley Bill for those same kind of situations, or is he not the same? Like, is he not that important trade wise when it comes to you know, like, d- does he get the same value as Ben Simmons? I, I I think he should. I mean, we've seen him score the fucking ball in the playoffs. We've seen him shoot the ball. I mean, yes, he's a different player from Ben Simmons, but we see we see him that can contribute a, a lot more to a winning situation to me than him, than, than what Ben has. And again, I'm only saying that because of the productivity that Ben Simmons has shown us on the court. Now, I think we can say with Washington, no, it hasn't worked out for Bradley Bill. But let's look and see who his, who his coach was before this year. 
It was Scotty Brooks. All right. They they that that man didn't care about defense or or anything. But when we seen the previous years with him next to a John Wall, how effective Bradley Bill was in those years that that Washington was making playoffs and, and making deep postseason runs. So I don't know why the trade value wouldn't be or shouldn't be as much as is Ben Simmons, but then again. I think Daryl Moore is overvaluing Ben Simmons, and these other teams also see that as well, which is probably the reason why they're backing out of these deals. And even some of the deals that Daryl Moore has been getting, I don't know why he's been turning down, because there's been teams that are offering a lot. Like I said, if a team offered me Malcolm Brogdon and Karis LeVert and some picks for, for a player that doesn't want to be there, I would have taken that for sure. But that's just me. Daryl Morey, he, he definitely probably must have James Harden up his sleeve just waiting for the season to be over in order for him not to pull a deal. Yeah, because that's what I was going to say. If I'm, if I'm the Wizards and I see that, you know, the Pacers are kind of shopping everybody, why why wouldn't I go, you know, ask for a Sabonis or Levert and Miles Turner or Sabonis and something else? Like, I would, I would start building, you know, a new squad and – you know, you got a couple guys that are scrappy over there. KCP, Montrez. Montrez had a really good game last night, too. Montrez, yeah, even Kuz. Kuz has been moving well for them. Yeah, Kuz. I would, if I'm the Wizards right now, because they're the 12th seed and they're not making playoffs, let's just let's put that disclaimer out there. They're not making playoffs. I'm trading Spencer for whatever I can. You know, that, that, already, that already failed. I would take my losses. That already failed. But Bradley Bill, man, I'm getting pieces right now, bro. I'm building now. I'm not waiting. I'm not letting them leave. Like you said, like, perfect example, the Pelicans did some dumb shit with Lonzo Ball and let him walk yeah. for a sign and trade, and they fucking got Thomas Sadoraski back. Like, what the fuck? Him and Garrett Temple? Exactly. Like, come exactly. On. Like, come on, bro. That's not even close to Lonzo's value. And that's no disrespect to those guys because they're scrappy guys. But that, like, come on, that's not even – that's not that's not of half what you would have got at a trade deadline when everybody's fucking thirsty for a deal. So you're literally trading in pennies for a dollar in that situation. I know Washington does not want to be left with their pants with their pants down. So they better get wise and get smart up real quick. Especially how they already you could say that they botched the John Wall deal now because they basically they traded John Wall for Westbrook, but then they traded Westbrook for KCP. Montrez and Kuz. So you and and they gave up second round pick. So you, you basically traded John Wall for a whole bunch of role players. So I don't know. Uh, they better. I feel like they should have learned from the John Wall situation and make a good deal right now. And that's just me. I don't. I personally don't think it'll happen because they've been flip flopping for what three years now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like things. They're going to get the short end of the stick again, and that just comes down to GMs. To me, and it, this is this might be another unpopular opinion, I really think there's only, like, a handful of good GMs, like five to, five to eight of them, to be, like, completely honest. Because when you look at it, it damn near feels like a team fumbles every year. And, and I don't get why. It's like, and we're fans, so we never know what happens, but just hindsight, if you just look at teams, it's like, bro, how did you fumble this? You get what I'm saying? I, I don't know. No, nah, that's definitely – I'm, I'm going to stop you right there because that's definitely something we can pick up on as far as, as, far as our next episode of, uh, of some of these top GMs around the league because 
there's a lot of dudes who should definitely be fired based off their signings and just their um their drafting too as well. So now you definitely got a point there that we'll definitely we'll definitely get into the next episode. But as as we get to the end, man, my brother Luke Foe, man, just definitely I thank you, appreciate you, man, for 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 being here always on the pod, man, and to everybody out there. We love this again. Thank y'all. We appreciate y'all for for tapping in with us, for for sharing sharing our podcast, for listening. Everything that's beneficial to us, man. We appreciate it. As we as we like to say before we get on out of here, continue to protect and support our black women, man. Continue to push the youth in the right direction. All right. Um, stay COVID free. All right. As we continue to live our lives the best way as possible, the safest way as possible. Um, Luke, Fo, anything you want to take uh, say to the people before we get on out of here? Yes, sir, man. I appreciate you as well. The grind never stops. We keep going, man. Thank you guys for the support. And we out, man. Peace out. Peace. Click the subscribe button and make sure to follow us on our Instagram page at Ball Never Lie Pod and our Twitter page, BNL underscore podcast.